hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Mungin, the only podcast that if they were to design a diet soda, rather than being zero sugar, it would be zero munkin. Um, I don't know. I didn't have one, but then I looked at my Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar uh, right here. Um, do you remember okay. when it was do- they had Dr. Pepper 10 and their slogan was, it's not for women? No, I don't. It, that I don't was a like real Dr. Thing. Pepper that much. Look it up. I mean, I love Dr. Pepper, um, but more importantly than that, my name is Jay Christie. Joining us always by Andrea. Andre, how are you? Now, all of a sudden, I want a fucking Dr. Pepper. Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm um, here in L.A., supposed to be in Lake Tahoe, but it's all burning down, so, um, you know, glad to be here. Yeah, stay safe, everyone in Lake Tahoe. Uh, New York obviously was hit by a hurricane today. Um, not that bad where I am, but um, I also hate that my mom always texts me for, like... Is it raining right now? It's been pouring basically on staff for, like, 30 hours, probably. Um, it's not as bad as it was. It's mu- it, was th- it was at its worst, like, this afternoon. Well, this, like, morning this afternoon. Um, okay. But it is funny that, like, my parents always text me, like, for updates, and all I can see is out my window, which doesn't really see that much, and I realized, like, the disconnect was, there's, like, how, uh, is it flooding in certain, in other areas? And I'm thinking, like, how would I know that? It's like, oh, wait, I forgot. Mm, back in the day, people would watch the local news and see it, but, like, I don't, like, I always tell my mom, like, mom, you know what the weather's gonna be better than I do. <laughs> You're such a, like, a, a nice person, because, like, if my mom would have asked me if there's flooding anywhere, I would have been, like, in my pants. But not, like, I, in a sexual way. Like, that's that's not at all what no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 I'm sure. Saying, like, I have, like, diarrhea or something. I get that, but the thing you have to understand is that, like, <laughs> I have a long... My entire life, basically, is just me trying to... Not my entire life, but too much of my life is me trying to find ways to calmly convince my mom that I'm not on the verge of dying. And so, like, I have okay. to... Because she's afraid that there's, like, even though I'm on the second floor, that I'm, like, up to my neck in water. Um, uh... And I, she actually asked me, um, she texted me, I didn't even know there was a hurricane until, like, Thursday. <laughs> and she texted me, like, are you prepared for, uh, uh, uh Henry coming this weekend? Uh, and I said, uh, yeah, you know, I'll hunker down. And she says, how do you hunker down? And this is the thing I said that probably pissed her off, I just said carefully. Um, which, because I think that there's nothing funnier than answering a, a how question with an adverb. I think that that's always funny, no matter what. Spoken like a true English screenwriting major. Uh, okay, an adverb is a word that ends with ly. So like, it's one of my one of my favorite lines in film history is in Big Trouble in Little China when they're escaping from like Lopan's palace or whatever, and one of the guys think egg or whatever. He's like up top and he has like a grappling hook to get them up. It's like, how did you get up there? And the movie doesn't give you an explanation, but all he just says is it wasn't easy, which is I love that. I think it's always great when you answer a question with something that doesn't actually answer the question. Um, I lost you, but that's fine. Um, all right. More importantly than that, that we're talking Mr. Monk, uh, what is it, Mr. Monk, Fight City Hall? Fight City yeah. Hall, correct. Uh, the season seven finale, um, a.k.a. we're in the end game now. Yes, it is, uh, we're almost there, almost at the end, um, but we're not going to talk about that now. We're going to talk about him fighting City Hall, and we start up. We start off with a parking garage um, that is surprisingly not on Vinton Street, but that's because they were saving that for later. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Um... Honestly, we should have done like a drinking game this whole fucking time. Yeah, if, if I would have known that this was a, this is I, a major oversight, by I you. didn't because I, I just never picked up on it. Honestly, as I was watching it, and because we and because we're also not watching the episode at the same time, yeah. So it's not like yeah, yeah it. Um, but Vinton Street, we're the Vinton Street hooligans. Um, if our podcast had That's any right. any major listenership, we absolutely would make T-shirts for the Vinton Street hooligans. Um, I remember I used to... You know what's funny? You know what's funny? is like, I literally... I've been to San Francisco a million times. I don't think I've ever seen Vinton Street. I don't think there is a Vinton Street. Is there? 
There's a Vinton Court. Yeah, there's no Vinton Street. I, I'm yeah. looking it up right now, but there's no Vinton Street. So what uh, the fuck, Andy Bruckman probably grew up on Vinton Street. We'll ask him next time we Listen, talk to him. I, I looked at Vinton Street, San Francisco, mm. and like under the Google thing, it says people also ask, why is everything on Vinton yes. Street on Monk? Yeah, that's the right question. Um, oh, okay. Andy Bruckman told the newspaper that the show's Vinton Road is named after the street in the borough. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's from the, like New Jersey and shit, mm. apparently. Yeah, it's probably where he grew up, because he grew up in New Jersey. Okay. Um, Son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, I not used, him, not him. I used to do that with. Uh, I used to set a lot of. Different, I mean, I did it with my writing. Ross, I set everything I write in a fictional town in Florida that happens to be exactly where I grew up, so I can understand why. Uh, don't don't dox yourself. I'm not gonna dot one. I use a fictional town name, and also I don't live there anymore, and neither do my parents. <laughs> okay, good. I'm also right. very public. I grew up in Punta Gorda, Florida. That's, that's a t- it's not a huge town, but like you know, it's big enough where I didn't dox myself. Anyway, we go to a parking garage. Um, we gotta tear it down, but there's someone inside, and it's none other than our friend Adrian Monk. He's chained up. Um, you know, he made like Alice and is in chains. It's two episodes in a row I referenced Alice in Chains, which is really weird. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to make like a he's caged joke. Uh, you know, like a, another cuck joke, but yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, not, not bad. Um, yeah. And so he refuses to leave. Um, and, uh, he throws his key into a grate, and the construction guy who's arguing with him says, cheese and crackers, we're building a park playground, which is not something that a grown adult would say in the 2000s. Right, um, and yeah, obviously we know that this parking garage happens to be the parking garage where one Trudy Monk was, uh... 86th. Mm-hmm. That's she, the second time I've used 86 that's in the fine. last two weeks. That's fine. I, 86 is much more forgiving than to reference uh, the second most important, uh, th- third most important Alice? grunge band. Third most important grunge band from Washington State. Um, Pearl Jam Nirvana? Well, I would say Nirvana, then Pearl Jam, and then Alice in Chains. Well, I mean, like, I wasn't doing it anywhere. Now, in terms of favorite, I would probably say second, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Oof. What? I, I like Alice J's more than Pearl Jam. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. They have more of a discography, for sure. No, I mean, I would just say that I just honestly don't love Eddie Vedder's voice that much. It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> um, but, anyway. Dude, did you know Did you know that he was, like, on uh, on Twin Peaks? And I remember, like, I was Damn. the last season of Twin Peaks. And uh, he does, like, a separate song, like, solo. And they introduce him as Edward Lewis Severson. And that's his actual name. Did you know that their original band name was Mookie Blaylock, but they changed it because they couldn't copyright it? Are you fucking serious? I'm 100% serious. Blaylock? They named it after the That is player so Mookie random. Blaylock. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I actually, Former like, Matt, Eddie Vedder right? seems like a good dude. I'm just not a fan of them except for a couple of their songs. Anyway. So, uh, he refuses to leave, um, and he tells what's happened, and then Natalie shows up. Surprise, apparently he didn't tell Natalie about this, and he tries to get her in a chant of, hell no, we won't go, hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Yeah, which I'm actually surprised that he's cursing because he's usually pretty sanitized when it comes to any curse mm-hmm, word, mm-hmm. Um, even though hell's whatever. And um, and so while he's in the middle of this whole thing, um, this woman shows up, a woman named Eileen Hill, mm-hmm. and she uh, she kind of gives him the respect that like everybody else won't. She happens, I mean, well, no, that's not true. Like he's constantly referred to as like a world famous detective yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. um, but like the common person wouldn't know him. Yeah. So. She, you, she, she is a like, councilwoman, which is important. Yeah, she's a councilwoman, so she's aware of, like, all the stuff that he does for the community and for the city in general. And, you know, she's uh, she's willing, she gives him dabs for his service, but it doesn't stop him from getting called a bozo, which is one of my favorite fucking insults. They're like, actually, my favorite insult is coming up later this episode, one I use all the time. 
Um, but we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. I'm, I'm curious to see what's happening. Um, and I do love that she goes up to, like, the former of the construction crew and says, what's your name? Robert. Can I call you Bob? Which is a power move. Like, that just is a power move, um, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Eileen Hill does not uh, suffer fools lightly. No, let's say. or ever. Um, and so she yeah. decides that she's going to call a second vote on destroying this parking garage, because apparently you're allowed to call a second vote if it was a 4-3 vote. I don't know if that's how San Francisco's bylaws actually work, but town, uh, if you think that the Constitution and our federal legal system is archaic and weird, imagine uh, municipal legal systems are very bizarre, so I, I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, so she... That basically calls off the crew for for the day. Um, so Monk has himself another two weeks, I think. But like, I don't know why they're so pissed. Like I'm assuming they're probably still getting paid. It's like if I you could if I got paid for not doing my job, like whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, um, and she mentions that he deserves basically the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and uh, she's willing to like hear his case uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I we're not like completely positive about like how. Um, how often he followed up with this whole claim we're like made to assume that he does all the time yeah. but um it just seems very convenient that this episode has to deal with that but you yeah know, that's how it goes and so um we then cut to four days later and there's a murder scene uh by the pier that there's a married couple yep. that was found but monk is a little antsy because it happens in the morning of the new vote and monk doesn't want to be late he needs to see it in person Right, yeah, it was a it was a married couple that appeared to have been stabbed, uh, uh, respectively two and three times. I believe the woman was stabbed one more time. So good to see people still respecting women uh, back then. Mm, exactly. And, um, yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we find out that there are two German tourists, Mister and Mrs. Erhard. I do love the joke Herlich. that I like the joke yes. of Randy saying, uh, "Tourists probably German." Why do you say that? Because they were German. Uh, we found the passport. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and then uh, I think Sotomayor makes a joke about them being super quiet. Well, no, Randy and... says that the hotel they were at said they were quiet. And uh, Stottmeyer says, like, yeah, they're quiet now. And he goes, well, they were not as quiet as they are now. I mean, they were just, they just you know, didn't talk that much. And, yeah, you know, he, he was just trying to get his David Caruso on. Mm-hmm. I respect it. He's got the shades mm-hmm. on, too. I wish he would have taken them yeah. off when he did it. I think that got often mocked and parodied. But I'll be honest with you, yeah. when, those, when that when you were watching CSI Miami and that happened, it was always cool. Like, it was just cool. Like, I I mean, it always was, like, I mean... CSI always had bangers right before, because they always had the Who, right? That was basically... Yeah, it was, it was Who Are You, uh, Won't Get Fooled Again, and then Bob O'Reilly were the three. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, People forget uh, CSI New York. Um... Little Gary Sinise. I like I like I like CSI New York a lot. Actually, one of um one of my ex girlfriends, her cousin, was dating one of the like this guy who played a corpse once. Damn, I'll never forget it. And I remember watching his episode. I was like, I was basically like the Leo DiCaprio thing, except it wasn't me. I remember that in New York, definitely CSI New York was not as like people didn't respect it as much because they didn't shoot interiors in New York. Whereas everyone in New York loves Law and Order because like they people joke when the Law and Order was at its heyday when it was the three Law and Orders going at once it was like a joke where like you weren't a real actor until you played an extra on Law and Order like every actor played someone on Law and Order to, to this day I still go to sleep to episodes of Law and Order and she, OG just Law and Order I remember I once even heard a joke that uh, on a talk show because as you know I remember talk show jokes very well that actress Catherine Waterston said that she really resented the fact that even though her dad was uh, McCoy on Law and Order she was the only New York actress never to be on the show which you know it's funny 
Damn, yeah. yeah. All right. You know, but good for her. She's making like four or five uh, Harry Potter spinoffs that no one's going to watch except me. Anyway, so apparently um, they're not missing any jewelry or their wallets, but the woman was wearing a strap, and I don't mean a strap on. I mean a strap for a camera. Oh, I thought you were going to just make a gun joke. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I um, <laughs> different strokes. No, yeah, I think literally. Um, and so, yeah, there was a strap around her wrist uh, implying that she had some sort of camera or something. Mm-hmm. No, like implying that she had a camera on her and that was taken. So um, it wasn't a robbery because they quickly established that. Yep, I said this. And euros. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No uh, worries. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah. don't want you to repeat it for and, the listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So apparently they must have uh, seen something. Mm-hmm. That was worth being killed over. Yep. So. Always a good murder, like, little storyline, in my opinion, when there's someone who's like, they saw too much. Um, yeah, this is the case where they saw something, but they couldn't say something. Exactly. Oh, that is true. Um, yeah. And uh, so Monk realizes he's got to run, got to go to see uh, to see the wizard, no, to see the vote. Um, and so they get to City Hall, and we are introduced to Paul Crawford of the SF Dispatch. Who's immediately, immediately a fucking scumbag, like, right oh, off rip. Absolutely. There's just that look of, like, just smarm face all over. And he's got, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like, the hair color that just screams, I have a mistress. You know what I mean? Like, that, oh, like, yeah. grayish white. I think it looks good, but it's just like, oh, this dude's definitely got something on the side. It's the haircut. It's like the, mm-hmm. the, like, the, like, the, like, the Randy Disher, but with the salt and pepper. Yeah, exactly. And it's a little fuller. Um, just definitely yeah. got a mistress. Um, and if you know anything about the show, um, if you're a mistress, you gotta go. I mean... Yeah, yeah. So we'll find out who the yeah. mistress is in a little so, bit. So, um, uh, he thinks about doing an article about Monk, etc. But then we see, we meet our old friend Harold Crenshaw, who's apparently leveled up from the school board to being a city councilor. Um, hold on, whoa, 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 oh. hold on a second. Let's give a little bit oh, more... Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So... So, like, he's a reporter, and he's reporting on this story, but he's not necessarily on the side of the playground being no. built. Because I think we neglected to mention right. that, right? No, I think we mentioned the playground. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the playground is what's being proposed, and actually, it's not a puff piece on the playground being done. It's actually, like, them being on Monk's side to keep yeah. the, the site alive, in a way. Because I think that that is a good, interesting news story, if I'm being honest. A man whose but, wife but was what, murdered somewhere what, trying to keep it alive. I think that's interesting. Right, but he's not in it for that reason. No, of course he's not. in it because apparently, apparently, parking is a bitch in that neighborhood. Yeah, so. I, I one and thing he's got I a pretty sweet fucking car. So you know, one thing I did note is that this episode is about the rare time where someone where in it by the end of it they pave a parking lot to put up paradise. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we meet Harold Crenshaw. Like I said, he's not a city councilor. Um, which on the one hand you're like that's unrealistic that someone that unbalanced would be a city councilor, but then you see any real politician, and you're like, no, 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 that makes sense. Um, and we've also seen him like act on some sort of board previously. So. Yeah, and I think he, that you know he failed upwards. He failed upwards, and I think you know so much of local politics is just being there. Um, and uh, right. so um, he's kind of mocking Monk for uh, for his whole temper tantrum he calls it and he mentions that he voted for the park last time um but he says he can be persuaded right yeah and it's, it's clear that his uh hypnotherapist his sleep therapist or whatever uh it, it hasn't been paying yeah richard either. schiff has not been helping him yeah and um he wants but he desperately wants to know who uh who his new therapist is and Monk mentions that his therapist happened to, he happens to go by the name of dr door yes very much um an I love lamp situation, um, uh-huh. and uh, you know, 
Harold kind of mocks him like, oh, because he looked behind him at his door. It's like, is that the best you could do? If I, I if I was standing next to that alarm where you say his name is Dr. Bell and Natalie spits out of water all over him, which I think is a funny joke. I enjoy that. It is a funny joke, but it's also like the most like telegraphed, like mm-hmm. spitting on somebody I've ever oh, seen Oh, for on sure. The show. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, a spit take is, the key to a spit take is as someone who's- You have to be in the middle of something. That, but also, if you're doing a spit take, you want to have, you need less water than you think you do. Because the more water you have, you the need h- to be like on the way down already. Yeah, and it, but it's mostly just having it like at the front of your lips. If it's in like the back of your th- mouth, it's too far away to get out quickly. You're probably gonna choke. In yeah, that case. and so I think people a lot of times mistake it by like they start to spit out a lot of water when it's really just like a mist, just what you want to get. But anyway, more importantly, right. um, he's of course now mad, um, and uh, I love that Disher comes down from the elevator and says, "Harold, you're all wet." Right. But, like, in the middle of all this, Monk, yeah, like, like you said kind of earlier, like, just to, like, put a bow on it, mm-hmm. basically, at this point, Monk has a majority vote mm-hmm. now, because Eileen Hill is going to, like, come down on his side. Exactly. But they get interrupted by Disher, like mm-hmm. you said, and it just so happens that Councilman, uh, or Councilwoman mm-hmm. Hill, she's gone missing. Yes, it's less than ideal for Monk. So they go to her office, and her assistant, Maria, who is very with child, um is just she's getting a bunch of calls and put I couldn't tell I couldn't tell at this point. Oh, oh. honestly, cuz she was sitting down. Okay. I don't I honestly don't remember if I could tell the first time I saw it cuz I just knew that this was the plot of the episode. Um and so she's putting everyone on hold and I do love that she said that I love the exchange of you know, thank God it's Friday. It's not Friday. Who told you that? And I love that then she goes no one. <laughs> like <laughs> I wish she would have just said the calendar or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, I like the idea of just like being flabbergasted at like that's not something someone needs to tell you it's just what day of the week it is it is it is yeah, yeah correct um, um yeah and so apparently she's having trouble with the phone system that she keeps disconnecting people instead of transferring them which is something that i definitely did multiple times when i was an intern at a production company once um phone systems are hard and uh yeah that's all i gotta say yeah um and so all like she's pretty overwhelmed by the whole situation. I mean, granted, like sh- that's a tough situation to be put in. Um, you know, you start mm-hmm. working for this councilwoman and she goes missing, so like mm-hmm. she's getting flooded with a bunch of calls, and I-, I kind of can like empathize in this situation. Yes. Um, and so like you know, Monk goes into investigator mode and asks her like, when's the last time you saw her? And she mentions that a guy with a big scarf was in there scar earlier? big scar on his face scar oh scar 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 yeah sorry I guess and then she says huh, natalie you have i mean and she has the same scar and you do too and monk points out that it's a scratch on her glasses um right she doesn't have it all together yeah and the other person that he can talk to is someone named janet groach but apparently she's not in today so only monk. janet grove grove sorry i don't know why i wrote that groach that's not a name um and uh, autocorrect is like is failing us miserably perhaps uh, and the last time she saw her was yesterday morning, and they check her calendar to see what she was up to. Um, and, uh, Monk, she tells Monk uh, right off the bat, I don't like you. Understandably, Monk is being rude. Um, but she's Correct. like, how could I send this calendar to you? And apparently, there's a printer right behind her. And she says, well, yeah, but what button do I press? And she points out, they point out the PNT button. Um, but she's like, that's not for printing, that's pint. Um, you know, just good, stupid people jokes. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I would think that a PNT button means punt, to be quite honest. I, you yeah, because you're like always saying computers PRT. Yes, PRT. PRT is usually what it is. But anyway, um, I do like the joke of uh, 
which she says, I'm new here, and Monk says, I could tell, and she, he's, she says, are you patronizing me? And he says, no, I'm insulting you, which I think is funny. Um, I like when yeah, Monk yeah, is yeah, a little, yeah. when, he, when Monk is a little rude, he's got a little rude dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so she mentions that the last, her last, his last, her last appointment was with your boy, your close personal friend, Paul Crawford. Uh, the reporter, mm-hmm. and so that's where we're off to next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, they they meet him on some sort of rooftop uh, at the San Francisco Dispatch, mm-hmm. and he's got a sick bimmer. Mm-hmm. You asking him Beamer, Benz, or Bentley, and he's going with the first. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Bentley, but that's whatever. Um, yeah, just because that's or resale value. Well, just because honestly, I've known people who have Beamers and Benzes. I don't. I've never met anyone who has a Bentley. So <laughs> I actually know someone who's had a Bentley. But anyway, uh, so they meet they meet him with the police, and uh, apparently we learned that he is he married a billionaire's only daughter, um, which obviously is uh, you know where he got his money, and um, he's surprised, quote unquote, to learn that uh, Eileen is missing, and apparently her wallet and keys were gone from her car, um, so it's all looking bad. Doesn't yeah, it does not look good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she had she had met him at his office about an article he had been writing, that happened to be about. The glizzy, the glizzy vendors in uh, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, to be quite honest with you, I've been to San Francisco a million times. Don't think I've ever seen a hot dog vendor. No, that's like, a very New York once. thing. It's just you yeah. Know. Um, no, I mean, there's like there's like they're they're in LA, but that's like more of an illegal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just like post up like a play yeah. at clubs like in Hollywood and stuff like after hours, and uh, cops don't really shut them down. But yeah, hot dog vendors in San Francisco. Not believable. No, yeah. I think that that's just a thing where people who live in New York just ascribe things that are normal in New York to every city. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they ask if she was depressed, no, was she drinking, and he says, the key note, she wouldn't be drinking now. No, I'm curious, is that something you notice when you're watching uh, initially? No. I wouldn't think know. so. I didn't notice it, I was just wondering. Um, yeah. And uh, apparently the story about the hot dog vendors was so good that Natalie hasn't Drank, hasn't eaten any, hasn't gurgled down any glizzies uh, since. Um, which I yeah. suppose this guy is like, is this the he the modern day uh, Sinclair? I mean, I guess so. Um, I mean, basically, what what happened was is that um, Eileen Hill was working on shutting them all down. Yeah. Which after what we see next, absolutely. You know what? Yeah. God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut it down. Uh, she's going to meet. She's going to meet George Giannopoulos, who, who is, is apparently the hot dog czar. Yes, love anyone who calls themselves a czar. Honestly, big fan. Um, Guncher head. What way do you prefer to spell czar? C Z A R. That's the correct answer. Thank you. Um, is there any other? Yeah, T S A R. Because C Z A C Z A R is the like Russian Cyrillic one, and then T S A R is the Germanic one. Okay, yeah, no, it's But easy. The, the, the moral is for I just want to make it clear that if you can spell something with a Z, that's the correct answer. I mean, just to be honest. Um, I mean, honestly, everything's going to get chalked up to Henry Zerny. Like, shout out, shout out to Henry Zerny. Can't wait to see him again. Um, oh, my God. Did you see, like, the whole, like, The stunt from Mission Impossible 7? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah. You're damn right. I'm so fucking stoked. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, they're actually going to fucking put the whole train off. Like, 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 Mission Impossible movies are my fast movies. I mean, like, yeah, like dumb, I like all of them. I prefer, shit. I prefer Mission Impossible, but I guess the thing with me is, and you know this about me, I like almost all of it. Like, there's very few big franchises that I don't like. It's, it's, you really gotta try hard to, 
Like, like the Transformers Fantastic movies. Beasts, you like those? I don't like them, but I've seen both of them. I mean, and I'm gonna see the other. I've ones. never seen. I've seen half an hour of the first one. I was just like, the first one's not bad, and the second one is like, it's not good. But the thing with me is, I just find almost anything watchable. Like it's just like if you have actors saying words on a screen and sets, like that's basically you. That's half the battle for me. Like I really don't need anything that good to happen for me to sit through it. Like it's very very hard to make something that I can't get through. I'm sure we've gone through this, but do you remember what my least favorite movie is? Uh, I remember we talked about it, but what was it? What was the answer? It was Bug. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Bug. Um, yeah, you mentioned that. Um, What's yours? My least favorite movie I've ever seen is probably Sucker Punch. Ooh, okay, yeah, I don't think I got through all of that, but it was definitely yeah. not good. Um, but no, I think that, yes, there, if you make a movie that like is like disturbing... Like, because what I know about Bug is that it's disturbing, right? Like, that there's some, like, fucked up shit in it, that that's part of it. I mean, it's mostly, like, towards the end. It's, like, a very slow burn yeah. that's ultimately very unfulfilling, in my opinion. Yeah, so, but I, I think that there's ways, like, that will make me dislike a movie, but, like, a movie being, like, boring or, like, not one, like, I don't care. Like, I, it's whatever. Like, yeah, I'll watch the fucking All the Crimes that Grindelwald you have, whatever. People waving wands, it, what, it, cool. I, I, I'm there, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> my time is, like, I do so much dumb shit, and I stay up late all the time, my time is really not valuable. Um, so anyway, we go to the Hot Dog Depot, and it's disgusting. There's coughing, a guy drops a whole bag of dogs on the ground, and then throws them into the dirty dog water. Um, shouts to Limp Bizkit and the hot dog flavored water, obviously. Oh, God, okay, yeah. Um, I could and, not say you know, that. I mean, that's just, come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, and, I mean, I think even Joey Chestnut might throw his arms up in protest mm-hmm. at having some of these dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, Monk is rightfully disgusted. Um, and then we meet George Yiannopoulos, the so-called hot dog czar, who started his career off as uh, the Duke of Dogs. Yeah. Until his father, the original hot dog czar, mm-hmm. passed away. And, uh, you know, gave up the crown. I wonder what he passed away from. Do you think it might have been uh, heart disease? Uh, I think it might have been, like, fucking uh, syphilis, to be honest with you. Yeah, honestly, that seems fair. Uh, and, obviously, of course, George has a basically a heart attack um, while they're all standing around. Very re- it's, it's about as realistic heart attack as the Dub Bear sketch on SNL, honestly. Really kind of that level of uh, acting, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, he's, like, the... the typical gross guy on top of the fact that he's wearing like a red hat which unfortunately nobody could ever wear a red hat anymore except mm. for like the anaheim angels i, I think that hot dog vendors in new york a lot of times still wear a red hat but they're hot do- if you see a guy behind a hot dog vending stand though i don't think it's that weird i just expect to see that yeah i mean you expect every hot dog vendor to be uh all about making america great again anyways eh, um fair yeah one hot dog at a time mm-hmm. And so, you know, they interview uh, the hot dogs are, and he seems to not be the greatest guy, let's just say. Uh, You know, he might align with some of their views, and um, not trying to isolate any uh, listeners, although... No, we'll give a shit. Also, there's like... Yes, 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 I am trying to do that. There's like three listeners we have. Stop it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so he, like, they're telling about it, and, like, basically he's... He admits that she was trying to regulate them, and, um, you know, he... He does not hide his distaste for this woman. Yes. Um, he, he mentions that they all hated her, mm-hmm. uh, but she never showed up for their appointment. Mm-hmm. So he's, in his yeah. eyes, is clear. And, of course, Randy can't resist asking for a dog. Um, and when they ask if it's beef or pork, one of the guys responds that it's, air quotes, meat. Because they legally can't say it's meat without the air quotes. Now, I will say, the actor, uh, what was it, like, uh, John Polito, um, 
he's definitely acting it. I don't dislike it, but it definitely feels like a more. He's acting like he's in a sketch rather than an actual show. If that makes sense, like it's very very broad. I mean, he's playing a fucking hot dog vendor in an episode of Monk it's that true. he has like a minute of yes screen time. In. So uh, yeah. They, they apparently, she, she hasn't been in like three weeks, and yeah, she didn't show up, etc., etc. And so they're going to get a search warrant, um, but he notes, if I had killed someone, I wouldn't leave her body lying around. And then you see Randy chewing on the dog, sucking on it. Not a yeah. chili dog, but a dog. Yeah, he seems very unaffected. Uh, you know, he's the glizzy gladiator. Um, well, okay, let's just get this out of the way. What do you get on your hot dogs? I'm a simple guy. I'm a ketchup and mustard guy. Uh, usually that. ketchup and mustard. I don't like relish. Sauerkraut? No, definitely not. I don't like, uh, honestly, almost anything in sauerkraut I don't like. Sauerkraut's just cabbage, right? That's yeah, been, like, don't like cabbage pickled. and I don't like things that are pickled. Okay, well. Now, what this reminded me of, this bit of, uh, have you ever gotten a dirty water dog in New York? No, I think I've only had nuts there. Or like I just had one. I've only had one once, and the nuts aren't that bad. I mean, whatever. Um, but, uh, by the way, what this whole thing reminded me of when they implied that it might be in the hot dog is, uh, the... Did you ever read the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark uh, series? The one about, like, the chili? Well, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, you know, they have a bunch of short stories, and one of them was about a guy who owned a sausage shop who killed children who and then turned them into sausages. Anyway, good stuff. Um, yeah, no, when I was a kid, like, that, the, the cover art always scared the shit out of me. Of course it did. So, like, that I was the point. To read it. Um, yeah. And so anyway, uh, apparently, well, Monk is putting up flyers to try to find Eileen, because, you know, because he needs to, he said, come on, Eileen, I, I need. I fucking knew that was coming. Oh, sorry. Come on, Eileen, I need your vote to need please vote come down it. and save the parking lot. Um, so, uh, he's putting up flyers, he's giving a reward, but apparently Natalie shows up and they didn't find the body. And the, uh, the czar passed the polygraph. Yeah, not only did they not find the... Uh, there's, like, no security footage to show that she ever right. was by the warehouse. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for Monk, they need to find her before the vote. That's in two days. And yeah. um, But they're determined. They'll find yep. her, right? Uh-huh. And so then we cut to Dr. Bell, and he's trying to get Dr. Bell to put up the flyer, but he won't because, understandably, that feels inappropriate in a uh, psychiatrist waiting room. Um, and uh, Dr. Bell kind of levels with him, like, saying, like, you know... Do you think you've been going back for eleven years, two, three times a month? Do you really, honestly, believe that there's more evidence? And Monk admits no. Yeah, yeah. He um, he just mentions that the wall was like the last thing she saw, and that would be like the only thing that like would keep his connection to her mm-hmm. in some way. Which we all know. I mean, we can't like speak for like what his mindset or like what he's mm-hmm. going through and stuff. But um, like from from where we all mm-hmm. stand. We know that, like, this parking lot can go. Yeah, we, we can say yeah, can we know it's not about the evidence. We know it's just about him not wanting to let go of something that he associates with her. Um, exactly. But Dr. Bell's like, you know what? I think you can move on. I don't think you always could have, but five years ago, maybe not. But now, I think um, I think you can. But um, which I think, yeah. which I think is a little bit premature, considering he's only been seeing him for this season. That um, is true. Yeah, I don't know how he would know, know how he was five know, years ago. Yeah, I don't know how many years this season. No, it definitely uh, not five takes years. place over the course. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that was a little bit premature. But I understand the sentiment. Yeah, um, I think he, if he were like Doctor uh, Kroger, God, God Doctor, Kr- God, Chucky, I'm so bad that I didn't even remember that. Yeah, Chucky Krogs. 
I think if he was Chucky Groves, he might have claim for this, mm-hmm. um, but he does not, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I still yeah. love uh, Hector Lozano. So. And speaking of which, he mentions that he was on the city council in Tulsa, um, which that's a big deal. Like Tulsa is not a small city, so like he just throws that off. Like I used to be on the city council. He should have said like a small town. But anyway. Well, yeah. well, it must have been around the time that Don Johnson got murdered, and you know, um, hooded ju- hooded justice and. Um, all kinds of superheroes were trying to crack. Da- Did you watch? Watchmen? I didn't watch Watchmen, but clearly I got clearly you- not. Clearly not. I was trying to follow, and then once you said the superheroes, I'm like, oh right, 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 right. Um, but anyway, uh, are you serious? You haven't seen fucking Watchmen? No, I didn't watch it. Dude, it's so. Good, I'm sure it man. is. Whether or not something is good has nothing to do with whether or not I've seen it. To say. No, but like no, but that's that's fucking unex- inexcusable. I just like, didn't watch it. You know. Uh, who was watching? Fucking do it then, who, man. I'm not gonna do it because you're making me. Mad. No, I'll do it at some oh point. I'll do it. God. I'm finally. I, I honestly want to. I want to stop this podcast. I'm right finally. Now. I finally started watching Killing Eve a few days ago. So that's how behind I am on good shows. And who the fuck cares, man? That I show do. is like not doesn't hold a candle to. Like, okay, well, I'm, tr- I'm I'm like three years behind on shows that were popular, so I'll get there. Mm. So talk to me in four years when I'm finally watching Ted Lasso. Um, I won't talk to you anymore. That's fine. Um, I can do this podcast. Uh, we can do this podcast where we ju- both independently talk. This guy doesn't want to watch fucking Watchmen. No, as I don't want to watch Watchmen, so I haven't watched Watchmen, and then you got mad at me, so then I acted like I didn't want to watch it. Because he, he's watching Killing Eve instead. No, I'm not watching Killing Eve instead. I just happen to be watching Killing Eve. Don't fucking misrepresent just, what I'm she saying. Just, she just fucking scoffed at you. Bro. Don't misrepresent <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, that's not at all what I said. I, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's tons of good shit that people that you haven't watched. Just, you know, let me be. I honestly don't know why I didn't watch it. I think it's because I just kept saying, like, oh, I'll watch it when the season's over, and then the season ended, I didn't watch it. It happens. Um, All right. But anyway. Uh, Back to Tulsa. So, yeah, and he mentions that he used to send his proxy to meetings, and that gives Monk an epiphany. So um, Monk shows up to uh, the councilwoman's office with flowers, and he's looking for uh, Janet, um, who was out earlier, uh, and apparently she's still out. Um but then that makes him change his gears, and he looks at Maria. He turns on the charm. Yeah, um, you know he starts hitting on a clearly pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? If you if you see a pregnant woman, chances are you would assume that she has someone in her life. So yeah, bad bad form uh, by our friend Adrian mm-hmm. Monk. Um, but you know she, to his credit, she seems a little bit intrigued. Like yeah, well, I think I she thinks it's. I think that she's happy that someone she is noticing her in that way, especially given that that probably isn't happening to her a lot those days. I think that that's a fair thing to think. Um, yes. And uh, he's really trying hard. He just like the classic. It's Maria, isn't it? Um, and uh, you know, he starts asking questions, and she eventually's like, "I'm married," and so he had. He says he's gonna take her, buy her lunch. Um, to talk about the vote, and uh, apparently for lunch she just uh, grabs a hot dog. Yeah, she grabs a, and this is like a major indictment on the whole uh, whatever office that they work for. The mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't even want to say, it, but like she only gets fifteen minutes for lunch. Yeah, as a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's like, crazy. You're that's just up. grounds for yeah. a fucking lawsuit. Yeah, that just that just is against labor laws. This is a uh, state office. Uh, excuse me, a city office. Anyway, but uh, so yeah. Monk buys her hot dog. Um, and uh, Monk pays for it reluctantly, and he tells the guy who um, is giving it who we saw at the depot, he says it was a, quote, pleasure. You know, he really lays that joke on thick. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he's going off. And so we learned that uh, Maria got this job from a flyer that was hung up at her Lamaze class, which is, of course, you know, I don't want to get it wrong, but, you know, like the birthing whatever class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... 
Exactly. Uh, it was at Lamaze class, and uh, according to her, it was the easiest job interview she's ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, she basically just had to show up, answer a few questions, and then provide a drug test. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, Monk asked her what she thinks about the park, the parking garage, and she says, you know, the playground might be nice, but Monk says, like, no, 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 kids can play in the parking garage. They love ramps. They can pretend it's a fort or a pirate ship. You know, imagination. We need more of it. Um and she tells all if you agree, all you need to do is raise your hand. Um, and but she feels a little nervous because it's like I don't know how Eileen would have voted. Right. Um, she, you know, to her credit, like she hasn't worked a lot, a long time for Eileen, and she doesn't want to like misrepresent her mm-hmm. in some way. So I kind of like give her props for mm-hmm. that for sure. And she says, you know, I wish we could find her journals. And they didn't find a journal at the apartment, but she says, what about her other apartment? Which I just don't believe that they wouldn't be able to find another apartment. Like, unless she's paying, like, with cash or something, the police would be able to find out if someone owned two properties. Like, that's public record. Or yeah, rented two properties, be. I mean. Right. Um, so, obviously, so we go to next, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, oh, no, no, no. On top of that, she met. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you mention she has journals? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So yeah, they go they go over to the next the 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 other apartment mm-hmm. because yeah. um you know they want to see what's going on there and from what we look like it looks like a pretty nice place yeah um I don't know if it's nicer than the place that she shared with her sister mm-hmm. but um pretty nice yeah and so Monk is looking around he's complaining about how stupid Marie is um because she didn't mention this other apartment to anyone uh and Monk looks in the closet and says it looks like she had roommates cheerleader a French maid. And I do like, because Monk sometimes is too stupid, I like when he says something stupid like that and then realizes what happened. I was like, because I think Tony Sloop is so skilled at playing, like, the real, the dawning of, oh no, <laughs> she didn't have roommates. Right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they find, like, a bunch of costumes. Yeah. Uh, clearly she was into role-playing. It's, it's, a, it's a love nest, is what they realize. Correct. Uh, I mean, I think that Monk would probably describe it as, like, a sex affair dungeon. Yes, yeah, sex dungeon. Um... Uh, and, you know, uh, or the B-52s, of course, would describe it as a love shack. Um, and, um, yeah. Uh, so, Natalie is, they're like, well, then who's, who's her boyfriend? Because they didn't know about a boyfriend or anything. And so, Natalie opens up a drawer and sees something that makes her tell Monk, don't open that drawer. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Oh, is that like a diamond? Yeah, it's fell. It, for some reason it came in my head and I was hoping that it would be gotten. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're to assume that there was like sex toys mm-hmm. or like fucking strap-ons as you... Yep, uh, you not the first earlier. mention of it. That's how you know, that's how you know you listen to the Top Tier Monk podcast. <laughs> yeah, talking about strap-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have a, an apartment full of investigators who also moonlight as kink chambers. Yeah, well, well yeah, I mean, fair. Um... And so then, but the plot apparently thickens even more. Where Natalie looks into in the wastebasket, and there are, there's a positive pregnancy test, which um, reminds me of one of the best jokes in Community, which is of course my favorite show. Which is uh, uh, yeah. what? Do you know this joke or no? What I say? Or no, no? I, no, I've oh. never seen it. Oh, there's a great joke where um, uh, Annie gets up to do something for exactly what when they're all at dinner together, and Troy says. Uh, guys, what does a pregnancy test look like looking in her bag? And, um, Jeff goes, no, it's kind of a plastic thing with, like, a little thing on the end of it. And he pulls out a revolver and says, oh, so this is definitely a gun. 
fuck? Who was the person that said that? Uh, Troy, which is uh, Don Glover's character. Um, ah, okay, right. Anyway, he's the dumb one. It's just a great show. That's the best episode of the show. Everyone knows it. Anyway. So, uh, we then see... Who was pregnant? What? Who was pregnant? No one's pregnant. It's a gun. <laughs> oh, the yeah, Because yeah, the joke is, because you think that the... Because Annie's like Troy. Alice and Bree's character, so the joke is like, oh my god, they're going to have a plot line where she's pregnant or that she thinks she is. But it's no, it's a gun. <laughs> Um, yeah. Right. So, anyway. Then, uh, Eileen's body washes up. She's, re- you know, real bad. Big L for those fishermen who are just trying to catch, you know, some bass. Some bass. Some bass. How did I mispronounce a homophone out loud? What the hell's wrong with me? Um, catch Wait, some I'm carp. Will be the bass god. The bass. Chat's the bass god. Hey, he's from the Bay Area. Um, yeah. he's trapped in a bass world. Uh, so, it's definitely her, and she was, what pier was she dropped off of? I, oh, oh, the Vinton Street fucking pier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, right now, was racking my brain. I was like, wait, which pier in San Francisco would that have been? And I was like, oh, wait. Nope, Vinton yeah. Street. She, she yeah. was dropped off at the Vinton Street pier. And yeah. um, and not only that, that's exact, That's the same area where the, uh, were the Germans were killed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, not only that, she, apparently they found uh, what she what she was strangled with, and it was a very fancy necktie that is uh, not available domestically. No. It's a custom, very fancy tie. Yes, and um, if you are importing neckties because all of the ties in the entire United States aren't good enough for you, you just, I think we would agree in this, you could just really go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, what the hell? Come on, that's, too, that's a waste of money. Like, I get that you're married to a billionaire, but come on. Uh, you need to, every tie in all of America isn't good enough for you, so you have to import one? Come on. Um, anyway, uh, not that I have good ties. My ties are all just terrible, but, you know, I don't have money. Um, right. But I'm sure if I had money, I could find a good tie without having to, you know, go through, have it go through customs. Um, so anyway, um, they, they, Natalie asked, like, well, can't you just test the DNA of the father of the baby? But apparently, she was not pregnant. Yeah, which is an interesting twist to this uh, episode because I was like, um, I was legitimately puzzled. So hats off to Monk, mm-hmm. season seven finale, and I'm still like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they established that, but guess what? They got to head back over to City Hall. Yep, because Monk, they found her journal, which was on her person. And so mm-hmm. they get it, they uh, bring it over to Maria, um, and we cut to the meeting, the, the, the meeting of city council, which I'll just tell you, the city council room in my hometown was bigger than this. Uh, there's no way that San Francisco city council is meeting in a room with, like, 30 seats. That's just impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, San Francisco is, what, the second most, no, what is it, like, the fifth most populated uh, in the country? City? No, it's the like, then, no, way lower. It's like ninth. San Jose okay. and San Diego. Right, it's, I, think, I think it's like the fourth in California, actually, because I think San Jose is even bigger than it. Um, anyway, uh, right. so Harold has a little prayer. He's praying that they're going to find the person who did it. But if they don't find who did it, that the person was a random crazy person and not someone who is systematically hunting down city councilors, which, you know, is a fun joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good joke. Um, and so... Um, Maria is... Harold... Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, Maria says she's acting as the proxy, and she has the journal that Monk gave her. Right. And uh, it's time for the vote, and, you know, everyone's putting their hands up, and obviously Harold votes against it because he has to be an insufferable prick. 
Technically, he uh, votes it for it, because the resolution is to tear it down, but fair, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's three. Uh, There's no fourth person Mm -hmm. to vote on that. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to vote against it, it also appears to be three, Mm -hmm. uh, because Maria is just holding out. She's just for dramatic tension. Mm Mm-hmm. Until finally, she raises her hand after a little bit of coaching from Monk in the crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it appears that Maria gives the fourth vote. Mm-hmm. And as they go on a recess, Monk is celebrating. Uh, he's saying it's democracy in action, although Natalie notes that it's not what the founding fathers had in mind. Um, and I agree, it definitely wasn't what they had in mind because there were multiple women voting on the panel. Um, so obviously they wouldn't have approved of that. But um, nothing. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, so he can't Monk's like I can't remember the last time I won and then he goes up to Harold to gloat because now Monk apparently he's willing to shake people's hands without any wipes yeah he's making exceptions you know he's happy that democracy in action yeah. uh, is a beautiful thing and, uh, and at this point in time if you didn't suspect it before you certainly do now Crawford is just like Mm-hmm. Ugh, he's just like a slimy motherfucker. Because so. if he, if it's not him, why is he in this scene? <laughs> like, right. Also not that, that I mind that because uh, the thing is, I, I never mind when like things are kind of obvious like that because it's like there's only this show is forty two minutes long. Like you really can't, um, you know, the the and as um, Andy told us when he was on uh, with us that although there are some who done it type episodes, most of the episodes the mystery is not the interesting mystery is not who did it. You know, because like that's not f- that's easy you know because i think that when you do like a straight up whodunit then inevitably you have to leave out some clues because if all the clues were given to you then you would know who it was before the ending you know um anyway yeah. uh you know the monk is thinking about celebrating he's gonna go across the street to a bar and buy everyone some wine but Maria notes that she can't which, go. Which, 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 which? No, he's which not going to do like that. like the ultimate, like, you're a fucking douchebag if you got to invite people to a wine bar. Yeah, that's true. But also, there's no, also, there's no. No disrespect. There's also no way that Monk is actually going to pay for any drinks. If they were actually go over there, he would say it and then be like, I don't know, make up some reason. Um, but yeah, Maria obviously can't go, she says, because she's pregnant. And that gives Monk an epiphany. Yes, um... She, uh, she, yeah, she can't drink because she's pregnant, and because at that point, Monk just says it. Mm-hmm. Monk says Crawford is the guy. He was Eileen Hill's sex lover. Always love it. Um, I love when he says stuff like that. Sex lover, sex affair, yeah. sex prostitute. Yeah. Sex prostitute, I think, is the pinnacle of the form, but, um... Yeah, yeah, um, and so he basically, uh, you know, he goes over it, and the first clue, as, as you pointed out earlier, was the fact that uh, Crawford mentions when they're first talking to him about Eileen Hill being missing mm-hmm. is that she uh, she wouldn't be drinking now, mm-hmm. quote unquote. It's like how the fuck would he have known that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he deduces that Crawford, through Eileen's, uh, you know, that when they were like hooking up and stuff, she was a little bit, let's just say, out of pocket mm-hmm. by pretending to be fucking pregnant. Yeah, right? th- yeah, yeah. This was. This is. I don't want to say unhinged. No, 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 no. no. It's not great. Like obviously, it just makes stipulate this. What she did is bad. Doesn't just didn't. No one deserves to get murdered. I just want to make that very clear. And I don't even mean that she deserved to get anything bad happen. But she acted really horribly. Like this is actually really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she trapped. She trapped this guy to try to get him to leave his wife. And so he's obviously she was it's, acting. 
it's all it obviously it is worse to be the person cheating on your wife than to be the person that's cheating with someone however both those positions are bad and to fake a pregnancy in order to get a man to leave his wife that is fucked up <laughs> yes it's fucked up but also like super unrealistic because you expect this man to leave his billionaire mm-hmm. harris wife like mm-hmm. what yes you but also well, I how do you think this was gonna sure end? but i also think as i say a lot i think that people are unreasonable I mean, and the type of woman who's going to come up with this plan to make a man leave his wife is not someone who I think is thinking clearly. I, I you know, like that's also someone whose vote you do not want for a, a measure. That is true. Um, uh, although, wasn't there like that one like Bin Laden nephew who was like super? Uh, what is it? Is it? Isn't he like a super pro Trump Bin Laden nephew or something like that? I'm trying to think of like a, the worst person to have on your side. Anyway. Um, you Google it. Yeah. Um, I, it's basically the equivalent of the worst person you know. Exactly. Point. That's what I was trying to get at, but with like a little political thing. But I should have just said that. But you know. Um. So yeah. anyway, the big piece of evidence though is Maria, because Maria, because I mean Eileen was a well-educated professional woman, and this is where my favorite insult comes in. Monk says, "And this woman is adult." <laughs> Yeah, which is just, like, not an insult you hear these days, uh, so it's always kind oh, of this is a weird time for you to freeze. The expen- I froze? Yeah, yeah, Am I there? Yeah, yeah, you're back. I said oh, adult, and then you, how did you react to me saying that that's one of my favorite insults? Oh, I said, um, yeah, no, that's, like, a very underrated insult. Oh, that's what you were talking about. You're yeah. funny, like, your favorite insult. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's one you don't hear very often, but it's always I appreciated. I think it's good because it has two hard consonant sounds on both sides of it. Adult, you know. You're freaking dull. Yeah, yeah, Um, and, yeah. uh, yeah. That, I also like Chud. That's a good one. Um, Chud's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But that's a very specific he, yeah, he's laying it on very fucking thick. He's kind of like, I mean, no, we know this. He's like an asshole. Yeah. And he's like basically calling her a fucking moron. He calls her a moron on top mm-hmm. of that. And um, and he just, yeah, he's ruthless. And he mentions that she, uh, Eileen needed pregnant urine mm-hmm. specifically to have this plan in place. So that's why she put the advertisement for her assistant job in a Lamaze class. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it seemed to be that after he found out that, she, well, obviously he killed her upon knowing that she was quote unquote pregnant. Mm-hmm. He went to go dump the body by the pier, which always like surprises me that like you can get your car all the way to the fucking pier because most piers don't let you do that. There's yeah. always like a bunch of stuff around. Yeah. So like, all right, cool. Um, and so while he was in the middle of that, clearly this German couple must have seen him and like they were taking pictures that mm-hmm. night and they must have caught the thing on camera mm-hmm. and that's why they had to fucking go too. Now I will say also, so this guy was a total piece of shit yeah. killing fucking oh, three people for sure. I will say. I want to talk about a plan backfiring for Eileen Hill. <laughs> real, real, I didn't end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, uh, it also, I, you have to wonder, do you think that uh, Amy in Gone Girl was inspired to befriend a pregnant woman in order to make herself look like she was pregnant um, uh, by watching this episode? You gotta wonder. You know what? Just because I can't come up with any previous example, I'm gonna go ahead and say I mean, yes. yeah, it definitely isn't, but there is the classic line in, like, the step two a friend a pregnant idiot which you know oh yeah classic stuff i mean you know what i think the lesson here is always uh i don't know don't things don't end well for eileen so i'm not going to give that as a general advice but it ends pretty well for amy so maybe you should um so anyway uh then monk just tells well he then looks at his tie and it's traumas of london um same place and then monk asks the sheriffs to like take him away which like monk isn't a police officer they don't have they wouldn't listen to him like that's stupid (laughs) 
Right, but Disher was there too now? No, Disher wasn't was in that scene, no. Okay, then never mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just has a certain gravitas, let's just say. Yes. And so then Monk is happy, but Maria is like, adult? After I voted for you? Understandably, like, this, she just did a really big favor for Monk, and he just insulted her a ton. And so she decides that uh, she's going to change her vote. Yeah, she's going to change her vote, and um, she wants a playground now. She doesn't want the parking lot. She, she wants uh, the paradise? She wants the paradise. She wants to pave the parking lot and get paradise. Um, yes, uh, you know, which is fair. I mean, I think everybody else would probably agree with Yeah, that. I think that that's probably a good thing. Parking lots are cool. It dep- I mean, it does depend on the neighborhood, too, because it is actually pretty bad. It's pretty bad for lower-income people to require street parking because uh, it's, you know, harder to get around places. So parking lots aren't a bad thing, gen- but if it's a parking lot or a playground, it's hard to um, say uh, parking lot. So anyway... We then um, see Harold Cruncher come by and say he looks pretty depressed uh, to Natalie. What's his uh, therapist's name? And she gives up the goods, says Dr. Bell. Yeah, she gives the goods, and he's fucking happy. He's like a pig and shit. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he got everything he wanted, so good for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to the end bit where Monk is looking at B5, the, uh, the wall in the parking lot. Um, yep. And uh, he's not really doing okay. Um, but Natalie then him walk away, and we see that, uh, from a sign, that they're going to name it the Trudy Monk Memorial Playground, which I think is very nice. Um, yes. Rest in peace to Trudy. I mean, this would never happen in real life, no. let's be honest. Eh, they might. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean... For a murder victim? I don't think eh, so. I, I guess so, but also, she, was, she wasn't just... She was, like, a reporter who was murdered there. I don't know. It doesn't feel that crazy. Have you ever known a fucking park to be named after a reporter? Uh, I don't see a Frank Serpico fucking park. That's and, like, fair, but also, like, I don't know. I just, it doesn't feel the, like the weirdest thing in the world. Um, Fine. Especially because, like, this was a big story of him, like, you know, protesting. Because if the park was going to be named, like, the park wasn't already going to be named after a person. So, like, if the park was supposed to be named after, like, the third, the 30th mayor of San Francisco, and then they decided to do Trudy Monk, that would be weird. But if it was just supposed to be, like, the Northside Park, and someone said, like, hey, let's throw this guy a bone and name it after his dead wife, that doesn't seem that crazy to me. But maybe I just, because I don't know what the, that would be like in a big city. But, like, in a, you know, a regular town, I don't think that would be the weirdest thing in the world. But anyway, it's the Trudy Monk Memorial Playground. Rest in peace, Trudy Monk. Um, what do you give this episode out of 10? I originally had given it an 8, but I'm, like, taking it back and giving it a 7.5. I give it an 8. I didn't take it back. Um, and since the end of the season, um, what uh, what was your favorite episode of the season? I think we know the answer to that, and it's Mr. Monk and the Magician. I think so. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's mine as well. Do you know what your least favorite episode was? Oh, man. Um, there's quite a few from this season. Um, it wasn't, I think it might be Miss. oof. I'm going through my notes real quick. Um, I think it's Mr. Monk on Wheels. Yeah, Mr. Monk on Wheels. I think I probably would go with Mr. Monk makes the playoffs. Um, but That's close, yeah. but Mr. Monk on it's Wheels. It's either Mr. He's Monk on way Wheels. way more of a dickhead. Yeah, I agree. Those are definitely the two weakest ones. Um, but I have to say, I really think that Season 8 is an upswing. Because I think they lean in more into Monk being like a fun person. That Monk has more... He has more jokes, but there's more moments like the bit that I highlighted earlier of, are you patronizing me? No, I'm insulting you. Like, he feels like he has more of a voice, um, which I think is uh-huh. what kind of... Well, I think when Monk is at its worst, it feels like he's helpless and has no purpose. Uh, you know, he has no say what he in his own life, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely think 100% it's Mr. Monk on wheels. It's yeah. just he's a dickhead, and that's Absolutely. That simple. And with that in mind, uh, please follow the show at Strictly Monk, and Andre, when people follow you? You can follow me at Andre Barrett. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Please brave you subscribe and tune in uh, later this week as we start Season 8, the final season, with Mr. Monk's favorite show. Let's get monkey.